Okay, let's talk about candles for a minute. Do you know that almost 2 billion candles are sold globally each year and almost all of them are likely to end up in landfills for the next 1 million years? It's insane. That's why I think it's really cool that Notes candles exist. They're working to eliminate single-use candle vessels and give home fragrance lovers a more earth-friendly option. Notes has created a refillable candle system that allows you to use your candle vessel over and over again. It is super easy. The candles are made with fragranced wax beads, so all you do is place the wick in your reusable notes jar and fill it up with the wax beads and enjoy your fragrance for up to 36 hours. The Santal and Atlas Cedar scent is like this woodsy calming smell. It's so nice. And they have oat milk and balsam berry, vanilla and pepperwood, pistachio and rose water, and a total of 13 really great options to choose from. Be a responsible consumer while not giving up high quality home fragrance by making the switch to notes. You can build your custom starter kit right now at notescandle.com slash that sounds fun. Right now, notes is giving our friends 15% off and free shipping when you buy a notes starter kit using the code that sounds fun. Just use that code that sounds fun when you're placing your order. That's that sounds fun at notescandle.com slash that sounds fun. Friends, welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. I'm really happy to be here with you today. We've got a great show in store. It is not too late. It is not too late to join the big group of friends going through the new devotional, Chase the Fun. Y'all, we have got a lot of Chase the Funners, and we are having a great time. We just got started last week, and it's for sure a the more the merrier kind of party. Just sign up at the link in the show notes below. You'll get an email with all the details. It is not too late to join us. Jump in now. Before we dive into today's conversation, a quick word from one of our amazing partners, BetterHelp. Okay, so I've had a lot of driving to do recently with weddings to travel to and some family things I want to be present for, which also means I've been paying attention to maintenance on my car. (laughs) If I want to keep it running well for all the places I need it to take me, I've got to take care of it, right? Well, the same concept for sure applies to my mind. How we care for our minds affects how we experience life. So it's important to invest time and care into our mental health. There are plenty of ways to support a healthy brain, like learning a new language or taking naps. Yes, please. There's also BetterHelp Online Therapy. Y'all know how much I appreciate my therapist's voice in my life, and I want you to have the same support when you need it. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat-only therapy sessions. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. That means by like Wednesday, you could have the help that you really, really want. It's more affordable and often more convenient than in-person therapy. Our friends get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash that sounds fun. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash that sounds fun. And today on the show, I get to talk with one of my favorite pastors and leaders and authors and friends, Jeff Henderson. You may remember Jeff from episode 194 when he was here with his wife, Wendy, and their daughter, Jesse, who I love, both of them too, and their son, Cole. Hi, Cole. Jeff's one of my favorite pastoral voices and is such a wise leader and a great writer. We share a love for Atlanta and the local church and for loving our communities well. His newest book, What to Do Next, Taking Your Best Step When Life is Uncertain is eye-opening, and it's extremely helpful. It will really step in with you as you're navigating transitions well. Y'all, I cannot wait for us to learn together from him. You are going to love this. 
And if you know someone who has just taken a new job or is wanting a new job or moved to a new city or is thinking about moving to a new city, this is the show to share with them. Anyone who is in the middle of transition or is about to have transition, this is the show for them. So here's my conversation with Jeff Henderson. Jeff Henderson, welcome back to That Sounds Fun. It's always good to see you, Annie. Oh, I'm so happy you're here. We are technically on the same teaching team at Crosspoint Church. That's right. That's right. I, uh, you know, and we've got, I think, three Georgia Bulldogs, right? Yes. Oh, my gosh, you're right. The Lord has made a way (laughs) where there was no way. (laughs) That is exactly right. Okay. So that's my first question, because you and I just haven't talked about this in real life. You're, you live in Atlanta, but you help lead Crosspoint through teaching. Why was that a yes, even though it's a three-hour drive? So I have a long history with Crosspoint yes. Church. I mean, when I was at Buckhead Church, we did a Buckhead Church Crosspoint staff retreat. I don't know if you know this. I did so not know that. The whole staff came to Buckhead, yeah. and we just had a staff retreat, and I just loved the team and still do. And then, obviously, Kevin Queen and I were pastors in Gwinnett County, yes. and so yes. he and I, when he was telling me about and his transition across point, I thought you cannot pick a better person. Yes, that's the and truth. And we both love Kevin. So when Kevin asked me to do this, you know, I hope Kevin's not listening to this. If Kevin asked me to do anything, <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. so, Unfortunately, that's true of me too. Yeah. <laughs> so when he said, hey, why don't you and Annie, uh, you know, partner with me and we, we, we'll do this. And it's been great. I mean, I, I'm able to see you, to see the team. Yeah. And then and, why, and we just dropped by there today at yeah. staff meeting and say, hey. And it's, it's so great because – it's a community. It's yes. and I love like I'll go and and speak at different churches around the country, which is great. But yeah. I love I, what I'm think I'm going to start doing is really go deep with a church yeah. like Cross Point, yeah. Athens Church being another one. Yes. So that's obviously in the Holy Land with Athens, Georgia. Yes, so. that's right. Go dogs. That's exactly right. <laughs> so I think that was one of the reasons. It's just uh, I just love the church. You know, love you and Kevin and uh, and Kevin's wife Ree. And so it's yeah. just made an easy easy answer to say yes. It's such a gift. I just I it is so cool that Kevin has built a place, and we have uh, pastors who listen to the show and talk to me about this a lot, that Kevin has built a place where and if any of the three of us or a couple of other voices get up on a Sunday, nobody's like, uh-oh, where's Kevin? Right, right. It's always like, okay, Jeff, okay, uh-huh. Annie, okay, Lisa Harper. Like, the people are just like, okay, Chris Nichols. They they have this because Kevin has built a you can trust who is on the stage the week they're on the stage because Kevin trusts them. It matters a ton to me. It also makes me very careful about how I live my life <laughs> because I recognize that how we live affects what happens when we teach. Oh, absolutely. It's, yeah. It's, it's definitely connected yes. for sure. Yes. And, you know, I, I love being a part of a, of a teaching team that it's not about just one person like Kevin. Yes. So, yes. Um, and there, there's a lot of health to that. Yeah. Oh, it feels like it. It feels awesome. I totally love it. It is one of the greatest honors. Okay. Your new book, What to Do Next. I just want to say up front, I want you to come on anytime you want, but especially when you write new books, because this is so helpful, Jeff. Oh, thanks, Amy. I mean, the idea of how to know what to do next, the number one question people ask me about my teaching career when I taught elementary school is, why did you leave and how did you know when to leave? I think about you and, you know, when you when you l- drove away from Atlanta moving to Nashville. Yes. I mean, I'd love to ask you about that because <laughs> a lot of people would think, oh, so Annie knew that you know, she was just going to go to the That Sounds oh. Fun. Here we are in the That Sounds Fun podcast studio. And it seems like you knew the whole time. Yeah. But 
can you, and I promise I'm going to answer a question, but can yeah. you tell me about driving away from Atlanta to come to here? Because everybody looks at it now and says, oh, yeah, it was a sure well, thing. she should have known. Yeah, she, 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 right. she must have known. I did not know. <laughs> <laughs> and that's I what mean, everybody says. Yes, yes. I mean, I moved in August of, I'm at 14 years this month. Wow. I moved in August, August 3rd of 20, of 2008. And I had sold my house and I had lived with my parents for six months. So I had like squirreled away some money. Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh, this will be great. I'll have a couple of months and then I'll get paid to write books. (laughs) And when February came around, I ran out of money and suddenly needed a job. And I ended up, I mean, I wrote my first book in 2006 when I was still teaching school. I wrote it as a devotional. I signed with an agent in 2009. And then that agent and I broke up in 2010. Hmm. And... I did not have a book on a shelf until August of 12. So I lived here four years and had written the book two years before that, before we had the first thing. And that's the first book. The week my fourth book came out, I was applying for a job at the parent-teacher store because I could not pay my assistant. Well, I remember you preached about that earlier this year at yes, Crosspoint. that's exactly right. And I loved hearing that story, and I, I'm so grateful that you shared it for lots of different reasons, because people can look at your success and go, oh, well, it was a sure thing and all that, but they don't understand those moments. And I'm so grateful that you would share that, because I had a moment earlier uh, in this n- new next season for me, I'm, I'm coming on two years, when I was speaking at a conference with John Maxwell, and uh-huh. he made this comment. He goes, you know, I never had a clear vision, but I just kept moving forward. And I just thought, wait, yeah. what? I mean, <laughs> I understand little old me doesn't have a clear vision, but Yes. John Maxwell, who's yes. you know sold millions of books and spoken all over the world, and that's what I that's when I began to realize. You know what? One of the best antidotes to fear isn't courage. The best antidote to fear is action. It's movement and yes. move and keep moving forward. So yes. you're like, okay, well, I'm not sure I can pay my assistant, so I have to go over here and get a job and all that. <laughs> and so I I'm, I appreciate you sharing the. Let me tell you what, you know, the the, yes. the lowlights, the valleys. Yes. yes, Because it's easy to look at, you know, everybody talks about Instagram being the highlight reel. Yes, <laughs> You yes. don't really get to see the, yes. and you do such a great job of saying, hey, here's what's really happened, here's what's going on. And that's one of the things I wanted to share with people is it's a, you know, I've made four big career moves over the last 20 some odd years. Yeah. Every one of them had a lot of risk associated. I was leaving a lot of certainty, yes. you know, all the way back to Chick-fil-A when I was yes. not only leaving a great company. I was leaving a lot of free chicken sandwiches at lunch. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, like when I left, like, oh, you have to pay for these things. Yes. I didn't know that. I thought you just go to the counter and get one. Which you know, Andrew Kathy was my college neighbor. Have we talked about this? No. And that has not paid off in chicken like I thought it would. <laughs> he was so fun to live next door to. And our houses, it was he was a house of guys. We were a house of girls. We had so much fun. But that has not paid off in chicken. That is so funny. He called me this morning. Did he really? Yeah, I get. I, we we hang out. A yeah, good of bit. course. He's he's amazing. So I'll I'll mention that to him. I'll see him. <laughs> I'll actually see him in a few days. Yes. And so I need you to remedy that. No, I just think he. And I'll tell you what I know about him, and this is true of your story too. Is whatever role Andrew has been in, he has done it with high integrity. Absolutely. Which is how he is where he is. But there are also people who do who live with high integrity and lose everything. Right. 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 So so can you talk a little bit about when we're transitioning from thing to thing? Because I'm thinking about moms or dads who are leaving a job and coming home. Or people who are going back. I have friends because of my age that all their kids are in school now, so they're going back into the workforce for the first time. Right. And there are times where success does not look like success. How do you how do you reconcile that? So I think you have to understand that 
and you, your story is is proven of this. You know, um, the fast track is slower than you think. Ugh, always. And you're, you're, hey, it took four years to get that book on a shelf. Yep. But the reality is something was happening within you mm-hmm. that was so important. And I'm so grateful. You know, I see, I see folks that come out of college and they get these multi-million dollar contracts for professional sports. Yeah. And I think, Lord, thank you that wasn't me. Because I don't <laughs> right. know, I, 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 and nothing against them, but I just don't think I could have that much success that early on. Mm-hmm. And what I've discovered is as you move toward what's next and as you have these valleys and you've had these difficulties and challenges, those are the actual things that you're going to look back to go, oh, that's really what helped me. That's mm-hmm. really what um, helped me build my character yes. and build my trust yes. and build my leadership. Uh, in fact, I was sharing uh, my daughter, Jessie, works at Auburn Community Church, and she has a friend, Mary Britton, who's up, and, and they're talking about you know, the early days of a church. I said, well, when I left Chick-fil-A and helped launch the early days of Buckhead Church, yes. and it started blowing up, and people would come to me and ask me, they were asking me questions. And they actually thought I had the answers to any of these questions. Mm, And and as they're asking me these questions, Annie, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, you know, just a few months ago, I was a chicken salesman and now (laughs) I'm a pastor. I don't know how to do all this. That's right. So there's so much pressure. Like, I got to figure this out. And one of the things I talk about in the book is if you're not careful, you're going to ask the question, what if this doesn't work? Oh, what if this doesn't work? And I had to convert that thought to go, what if this does work? Mm. And I think that's... Maybe not that necessarily the language, but I think that's what was driving you. What if this does work? What if I am able to influence yep. people in a variety of different ways through my speaking, writing, and teaching, and all of that through a podcast? And that's what you're doing now. Yes. And so I think you had to have that. Okay, I'm going to keep moving forward because mm-hmm. what if this does work? Yes. What if it does work? That's yeah. that. That's the. Shelly Giglio taught me that, that we always plan for failure, but we rarely plan for success. Right. And you can shark tank yourself on accident. If you don't plan (laughs) for it to go well, suddenly you're selling, you you have 100,000 orders for socks and you only know how to make 10,000 per month. Right, right. And you're in big trouble. Right. Okay, a chapter in your book, I've been dying to talk to you about this, where you said the book is titled What to Do Next. I endorsed it. My name's on the back. I loved every bit of it. But chapter five is the path to your dream job. Which of the four was your dream job? Well, gosh, I would say the one that I was moving into. Yeah. And what happened, and I don't know if this is the right language, but when I caught a glimpse of, oh, you mean we could do a video church and that if this works, other churches could do this around the country and there could be leaders like me that that could do this. Chick-fil-A was ruined a little bit for me. And I don't like that word ruined, but it was like, uh, I've got to go try this. Yes. And the the uncertainty, you know, imagine me explaining to my mom and dad, mom and dad, I'm leaving a multi-billion dollar church, uh, business to go help launch a church where the preacher's on video. Okay, that, <laughs> that, that really doesn't make any sense. That's right. But I was so intrigued about that, that I thought, oh, Buck, I think I think I've got to try this because yeah. I did. If Buckhead Church did work, I wouldn't want to drive by it one day and go. I could have been a part of that, but I was too scared. Mm. Right? Oh my gosh! And so wow. eight years later, when Andy Stanley says, "Hey, would you leave Buckhead to start Gwinnett Church?" I thought, "Well, that's a county that my wife and I grew up in. My dad pastored a church there. I went to high school there. They have more high school students in Gwinnett County." Uh, the, well, let me say this: the ten lar- of the ten largest high schools in Georgia, eight are in Gwinnett County. So oh my all gosh. these high school students, and so at that point, 
Buckhead Church was ruined a little bit before yeah, I got it. So yeah. each one that I'm moving toward, it's kind of like when John Mac people ask John Maxwell, what is his favorite book? He goes, the one I'm writing now. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so it's kind of like the one I'm working on now. Yes. But I have such deep appreciation and fond memories. And and this this book isn't a plea for people to leave their job, but it is a plea for them to keep growing and keep moving toward yes. a next best version yes. of them. I think that's important to say because even where people, I mean, as you brought up, even back to my own story, where people say Annie has the dream job, I do for now. Right. I, th- I think it's there's a lot of freedom in going like, whatever the current thing that feels like a dream job is for you, go after it. And then, but don't say, I have to do this until I'm 104. So here's my question for you. So as you look at all this, and these are my words, because I know you would never say it this way, but this is massive success. Okay, so yeah, this is know. massive success. <laughs> it is massive success. So, but how do you keep, like, obviously you just came, came out with Chase the Fun. So how do you keep moving, looking forward so that yeah. you don't rest too much on the previous success? Yes. I mean, when it comes to podcasting, we literally just had a meeting this morning with all the podcasters that are on the That Sounds Fun Network. We do like a round table once a quarter. And one of the questions that our leader, Fallon, asked was, what do you see you doing next in podcasting? So I got to dream with all these podcasters mm. about what I see us doing next. We're launching some new things things in December and January. So I don't want to change mediums. I want to grow in the medium. That's great. So far. Right. And so that, so for me, when I'm thinking of the path to your dream job, the path to my dream job is I'm, I miss discipling people. Hmm. And so to me, what feels like a dream job right now is sitting and having coffee with people as they are processing their life and where God fits into that. Mm -hmm. And so we're making adjustments to my dream job so that I have space for my dream job. So that's a really interesting point. And, and one of the questions I got when I left the church is, oh, you're, you're, you're leaving your calling. And uh, I was processing this with my counselor, and she said, you know, your calling is with you. Mm. And one of the things I realized about callings is there's a calling for life and there's calling for seasons. Yes. And you can re- return back to those seasons. I, yes. I, I'm not saying that I will never, ever be a pastor again. But right now, I'm a pastor to pastors. Yes, That's you the are. season that I'm yes. in, in right now. Yes. That's actually a little e- much easier because I can just pat them <laughs> on the shoulder and say, good luck with this. I'm praying for you. Right? Yeah, and then you get in your car. That's <laughs> drive, exactly right. Drive back to Atlanta. So, <laughs> right. But I, I think that sees, what you're saying is, you know what? I miss discipling people. That I might come back to this season in one form or fashion, yeah. right? Yeah. So, But I love the way that you continue to pursue what's next because really mm-hmm. it's, a, it's, a, it's a calling for growth. Yes, Yes. And and I promise Andrew Cathy didn't pay me anything to say this, but I'll, I'll give a quick Chick-fil-A example of this. When I was there, they were number one in all of their major markets in terms of chicken sandwich sales. Oh, but sure. what they decided to do was, hey, we're not comparing our, ourselves to our competitors. We want to compare ourselves to our potential. And they began wow. to figure out a different way to make the Chick-fil-A sandwich. And they came up with this tiered basket system, and there's a whole lot of details on that. But the point is— You I mean love, like an actual fried tiered basket right, system? Right, right. <laughs> I did not know that. Absolutely. And it made the sandwich even better. So oh the gosh. point is— you know, that that success would have been, hey, let's pat ourselves on the back. We're great. No, no, no. We want to compare ourselves to our potential. Wow. How can we get better? And that leads to other opportunities. And what, what I've discovered is opportunities flow to those who grow. So if you're mm-hmm. growing, the opportunities are going to flow. And that's what's happening with yeah. you as you continue to grow, as, you can, as your team continues to grow personally. Mm-hmm. More opportunities are going to come your way. It's just, it's. I think it's a natural principle in life. Yes, I think the fear, and maybe this. I, I don't know if this is women and men, or if it. it I hear my female friends in corporate world, or in well, a lot. Of, I'm, I'm thinking about my friend who's going back to work for the first time. Be like, but what's the dream job? 
and what's the thing? Because and then you, your your book and your life gives such permission to like, what's the next dream job? Right. I wish someone had told me, Annie, really when I was at the University of Georgia, you know, you can check more than one career box. Yes. You can do that. Oh, no, no, no. It's, it's what's your major and you have to check one box. Yeah. And I don't know. I just like the fact that tomorrow I'll do a variety of different things. Yeah. Now, I do believe in the principle of, of focus and all that. But, but at the same time, I think you can check more than one career yes. box. Yes. And then you, especially for, the, for your listeners that are in your yep. 20s, one of the best things I would do in your 20s, and I did this, is when I worked for the Atlanta Braves, I've, I discovered there were some things I was really good at and some things I was horrible mm. at. Like they asked me to do program sales. Yeah. I was like, call up somebody and say, would you like to put a ad <laughs> in the, ad. Game, the Braves game program? <laughs> I was, my palms would sweat. I would stutter. It was like, it was so awful. So I, I realized I'm not good at sales, but I actually was really creative. I worked with their corporate sponsors really well. I eventually, that's what I did at Chick-fil-A. I, yeah. I managed their corporate sports sponsorship. So discovering what you're good at and your strengths are so helpful. And discovering what you're not good at is oh, so helpful. It is so helpful to know what you are not good at and just tell yourself the truth who cares you're just not good at it great the problem is we beat ourselves up i'm not good at this like annie's good at that no no and my dad told me no no, no, this is great information because i hate to break it to you son you're not good no one's great at everything no (laughs) so no so find those things that you're really good at Mm -hmm. and lean toward that Mm -hmm. so in your 20s and you can still do this later but in your 20s, discovering what you're really good at, yeah. that's a clue. That's a clue. I, you know, I feel like God's thumbprints on us are clues about his plans yes, for us. Yes. And those thumbprints are, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a pretty good speaker. You know, I discovered that in 20, and when I was in my 20s. That might be a pathway that I need to pursue. Yeah. Hey, friends, just interrupting this conversation real quick to share about one of our amazing partners, Everly Well. We talked earlier about being sure we're taking care of our mental health, and I want us to make sure our physical health is a priority, too. We can take action today for a healthier tomorrow with Everly Well. Their at-home lab tests and vitamins and supplements can help you get the knowledge and support that you need so you can be a great friend to yourself. Everly Well is digital healthcare designed for you at an affordable and transparent price. With over 30, 30, you guys, at-home lab tests, you'll be able to choose the test that makes the most sense for you to get the answers you want, like the women's health test or food sensitivity test. Everly Well also has high quality vitamins and supplements to support your overall health. Choose from a variety of options, including vitamin D3 and omega-3 fish oil. Okay, here's how it works. Everly Well ships products straight to you with everything needed in one package. So to take your at-home lab test, you simply collect your sample and use the included prepaid shipping label to mail your test back to a certified lab. Your physician-reviewed results get sent to your phone or device in just days. It is fascinating you guys it is fascinating and you can share the results with your primary care physician to help guide your next steps if you order vitamin or supplements you can start adding them to your daily routine right away it's so simple over a million people have trusted everly well to support their health and wellness goals including your girl afd and y'all can too i love how timely and easy to understand the results were when i got back my everly well test i mean it was like on my phone. It was fascinating. So for my friends, Everlywell is offering a special discount of 20% off an at-home lab test at everlywell.com slash that sounds fun. That's everlywell.com slash that sounds fun for 20% off your next at-home lab test. Everlywell.com slash that sounds fun. Hey, 
Hey, and remember that the show notes are your one-stop shop for the links to our sponsors, transcripts of the shows, and your chance to sign up for the AFD Week in Review, an email we send out once a week, along with other important links we've talked about in this conversation. Okay, speaking of, let's get back to this conversation with Jeff. How do we know, this is chapter two, but I'm going to ask you for all of our mm-hmm. friends listening. How do we know when to leave? How do we know what the next thing, that's, to me, that's the hardest part is how do we know when it's time to make the change? Mm-hmm. I had a friend ask me today, should I stay or should I go? That That's the question. Now, to be fair, sometimes next. It ha- wasn't Kevin Queen at Crosspoint. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great, because your girl can't handle that. <laughs> no, I would say you you should stay. That's what the yes, Lord told yes. me to tell you. He, um, you should have you heard his sermon from Sunday? I have not. He taught on how when you know you're calling, it helps you to live through the hard times and celebrate the good times. That's great. Oof, it was beautiful. Yeah. I'll link to it so people can hear it. But okay, so how do you know when to leave? So for some of our listeners, the next happened to them. Okay. Mm. So they got the phone call, the company's downsized, the boss wow. has made a decision. So, yep. so we can talk about that a little bit because what your question is, hey, I've got some time, I gotta figure this out. Yeah. Right? So I'm a that's really why the book was written because I, as I decided over the these four decisions over the last twenty some odd years, I had to figure this out. Yes. And, and and I can't eliminate risk, but I can manage it. Manage yeah. it. So the first thing I did was make sure that Wendy and I are on the same page. Okay. So that would be number one. Because yes. if I got into a situation that she said we shouldn't, for example, if she said I don't think we should leave Chick Fil A for Buckhead Church, and then I had have a bad day at Buckhead Church and come home and say ah this was a really bad day, she could say well I told you we well, shouldn't have gone yes. <laughs> right. Yes. So we had to be you know locked in. But I really believe in the the principle in Proverbs fifteen twenty two where it says uh, plans fail for lack of advisors, mm-hmm. but with many advisors plans succeed. So I have a personal advisory board I've had for a number of years, and I run every decision by them. Wow. These are men that are all older than me and uh, they're listening to this so I'll say they're way older than me <laughs> and um, I want my kids to grow up like theirs I want my marriage to be like theirs yeah. I want my finances to be I want my health all of that and so I run every decision by them I, I not pick, like what you order for lunch but like every <laughs> like um, every do big, I take this speaking of it or more like do I make this big move it depends okay. um, so definitely a big decision yeah but there are times when I'll just get together and go, hey, there's something that's bothering me, and I want to, sh- should this bother me? And sometimes yeah. when I say it out loud, they'll yeah. go, yeah. I'll, even when I'm saying it out loud, they'll go, I'll think, oh, this shouldn't bother me. Yeah. But other times I'll say, this is bothering me. Would it bother you? Absolutely. So it's a sounding mm-hmm. when you will come into some of these meetings. Yeah. But 18 months before we left in this next season, they said, hey, you're going to be empty nesters. What's your plans? What are you going to yeah. do? You, know, wow. you and Wendy can travel more together. And I hadn't really thought about it. So that was really the initial wave to go, oh, I need to start thinking about this. So I'd say there's there's really advisors that would give me, and I don't make a big decision without getting a green light from them. Yeah. Wow. So this whole idea of should I stay or should I go, if I'm the only answer person, woof. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> That's not good. That's not safe. That's not right. safe in the Annie F. Downs world. I cannot be the only one. So there's a variety of different people that I'm going to. I, I now I got my dad passed away uh, eight years ago, but if he was still here, I would I would have asked him. I asked yes. my mom, and I, I asked my in laws because I said, "Hey, I told you I would take care of your daughter yeah. you know, 26 years ago. Yeah. Do you? I get your grant." So wow. these advisors are really really important to me. Then I talk about is this lining up with my gifting. Mm-hmm. So it's really gifting, calling, and timing. That's right. right. Yep. And, and for our friends who have the book or who are ordering the book, it's on page 139. Calling, gifting, and timing as a Venn diagram. The very middle is what's next. Right. So yeah. am I? if I were to tell 
my advisors, hey, I've decided to launch a country music career. They're going to go, there's nothing in your background. (laughs) There's no gifting. There's no gifting. (laughs) You ain't got the time. I don't think this is a good idea. So, um, and then calling. Do I, in this season, I felt called to serve business leaders and to be a pastor to pastors. So that, okay, calling, check that box. Then the most frustrating one is timing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it usually takes a little bit longer than, yeah. than you think. Yeah. This is why I really encourage people who would say, I don't have next on the horizon. You still should be thinking about this. Yes. yes. And the reason for that, part of that too is, let me say this, part of this is you, you need to make sure that you're in a financial position as well as you can be. Because one of the heartbreaking things for me is when I see next arrive in someone's life and they can't pursue it because they're in too much financial debt. Yes. Especially if they want to launch a nonprofit or they right. want to lead a church. So when we left Chick-fil-A to Buckhead Church, we took a massive pay cut, but we had done the the financial hard yep. work to yep. get ready. You buttoned it up before so right. that you could do now, it. Now, right. we weren't doing it because we, we thought, you know, 18 months from now, we're going to go uh, be a part of Buckhead Church. Wow. Buckhead Church wasn't even in existence then, yes. right? Yes, But so do the hard work, get ready, you know, from advisors, from understanding your gifting, your calling, and then and then understanding, let's do the, and even side hustles. I'm a really big believer in side hustles. Mm-hmm. So part of what I'm doing right now is I'm coaching communicators. Yeah. Well, that stems from a side hustle I did 12 years ago. Yeah. And all the stuff that I'm doing now is really built and based on something that started 12 years ago. Yes. What changed my week with this discipleship thing that's going on is I know the calling. I love helping other leaders and, and particularly our church staff grow in their spiritual life. The gifting is there. I've done it a long time. I've, you know, I was discipled really well growing up. Mm-hmm. So it's there. And for the last couple of weeks, I've been out of the office every Friday for different reasons. And we have gotten my job done Monday through Thursday. Hmm. And so it just went like, when I was rereading this, I thought, oh, yeah. I have the calling, the gifting, and now I have the time. That's so interesting. Here's what you're doing. Uh, Wendy and I talk about, let's not build a life we don't enjoy. Yeah. So let's not build a life where I'm working all the time. Yes. And so we'll look at opportunities that come through and go, do we want to do this? Not yeah. that it's a bad opportunity. Yeah. It's a good opportunity, but do I want to do I want to do this all the time? And yeah. so saying, hey, we, we're able to get all this stuff done, you know, Monday through Thursday, so that I can do this discipleship on Friday, that's so healthy and helpful. And I'll say, and this isn't why you're doing it, but I'm telling you, it's going to lead somewhere. Mm, and maybe start saying, <laughs> I don't know what to. And, but and it yeah. might, it might be, it might be leading someone that you're discipling. It might lead yeah, them. Yeah. But I just think that's just so smart for you to do that. Thank you. It just, I, I felt the rumblings. You know what's interesting is this is kind of how the Lord works with me, particularly in a what's next mindset is I had a couple of weeks off in July and I thought after some things that happened in the spring, I thought all of July would be me and the Lord talking about how to do work right Hmm. and how to do work really well. And it ended up being how to do my life better. Wow. And I was like, oh, wait, you don't want to talk about work. You want to talk about my life and where my energy is going, not as much my time, you know? And so it's been fascinating for him to, to kind of whisper that through the summer and then make it work on my calendar and then there be a need arise in our community for an uptick of discipleship. It reminds me of a quote my friend Brian Miles gave me. Brian and uh, his wife Shannon launched Belay, the virtual yeah. assistant company. Yeah. And uh, Brian said, hey, be sure, Jeff, that you own the business. The business doesn't own you. Ah, right. And right. that's what I see you doing yep. is uh, allowing 
you that Friday to do this discipleship. That's a, to me, that's, that's kind of a, a side project that you're seeing. Where, where, where is this going? Yeah, yeah. But you're being obedient. But I think also what it's doing is it's helping you live life Yeah. instead of just work life, right? Yes, yes, it is. I hope. We'll see. We'll talk about it. Let's talk about it in December <laughs> when I've actually <laughs> had some time to do it. When you are thinking, the other thing you wrote about, and I remember this, I mean, about as clear as I've ever remembered a sermon, is when you came and taught at Crosspoint right before Kevin started, and you taught us about how you finish one season determines how you start the next. Mm-hmm. And you write about it some in the book about finishing well. So talk to our friends who are in a finishing season, and in fact, to spoil the book a little bit, you say you always should be working on how you finish something. Absolutely. It's it's not when you I put in a two week notice or a six week notice. It's you're you're what you want to finish well and leave well, but it's really a character issue. Yeah, wow. And, and I think we can trick ourselves into thinking, why do I need to leave well? What are they gonna do? Fire me? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right? yeah. But I think that does a disservice not only to the people there, I think it does a disservice to to the legacy that you yeah, want to leave behind. And my yeah. first business mentor, one of the things he taught me was leave things better than when you found them. Mm-hmm. And that's that's all the way up to the end. So, for example, when I left Chick-fil-A, I wrote everybody in the marketing department and everyone in the executive committee a handwritten note mm-hmm. and, and said and – You are around, the absolute – Best at that. It's oh, unbelievable. Well, thank you. Well, it's it, – but I wanted to say thank you. Mm-hmm. Now, honestly, at Chick-fil-A, I was – I didn't put this in the note, Annie, but it was basically, if Buckhead Church doesn't work out, can I come back and work <laughs> here? <laughs> so, but when I left Gwinnett Church, I did that, and I told the staff, I want to meet with every single one of you that mm-hmm. want to meet with me so I can say thank you personally. Right. And I sat down with the leadership team, and I said, I work for you. I mean, I've served you already, but I work right. for you for the next six weeks. Here's the projects that I have. Are these the projects you want me to finish well? Because yeah. I want to be wow. able to hand this off to you, and then you all move on. Yes. I saw Jimmy Collins do this. Jimmy was the president of Chick-fil-A. When he retired, he said, I want no muddy footprints. I love that part of the book where you've talked about muddy footprints. Yeah, and, and he had this—he had this idea. He goes, "I would like if an operator called Chick Fil A Support Center and asked for Jimmy Collins. I want the receptionist to say Jimmy Who, wow. because I want to just—I want to leave the company yes. doing so well that yes. they've just forgotten about me. Yes, and now that's an ego test." It's because right. uh, we there's something in all of us that doesn't want to be forgotten. And do that's you want not a statue, a, or do you want to be forgotten? Yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. Right. So there's I mean, that's just part of who we are. But I yeah. wanted to leave so well. Now, how you leave an organization is one thing. How the organization leaves you is the other. But you have the control over one of them, right? Yes, yes. And so I just really firmly believe that how you finish one season dictates how you begin the next season because. You know, that emotional health or lack of goes with you. I'll tell you, sitting in the room with us is our engineer, Craig, who left seven months ago. And had he not left so well, we would not have called to hire him back. Hmm. But he left it. He left us better and he found us and swept up after himself and just left us so well that we were jonesing for him to come back. Yeah, absolutely. Just at any moment, could we get him back? And it's because when he left, he left it. Where you went? Oh, I really miss him. Mm-hmm. You know, so don't don't burn bridges. Don't because burn when bridges. You, when you burn bridges, the you're actually the one that gets burned burned the most. Yes. And 
and that's not to say that you know there aren't necessary endings and all this kind of stuff. But to to the best of your ability, leave well, finish mm-hmm. well, honor the work. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I, I told the team that so much. Yeah. You know, Lauren Espy on our team yes. that they actually my final day they built a finish line for me. And <gasps> Wendy and Jesse oh. Cole's at school. They actually they surprised us with this outdoor concert. You know, it's COVID and all oh this kind of gosh. stuff. So they had us walking. In fact, the 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 first picture in the book is me at the finish line i just crossed the finish line and uh it was it was such a just some, an emotional moment for yeah. me but that's that's what i wanted to do i wanted to finish well and uh, but you know the, the other thing about that that uh, that picture is if you were to ask me hey what are you going to do next well i'm still trying to figure it out and that's wow. okay i had another friend say jeff it's okay for you to go i don't really know but i'm yeah. going to figure it out yeah One of the things you write about repeatedly in the book, besides our spiritual health, is our emotional health and physical health. Mm -hmm. Why do those matter when we're transitioning from one thing to another? So I had an interesting moment. I I actually hired a transition consultant. And I have a lot of people. I did I, not even know that was a thing. But in the, <laughs> the, your joke in the book is also called a therapist. <laughs> That's right. But Bob Lewis is, is his name, and he helps people do this. And I told him, I said, I'm really perplexed because I have, like, one one day I got a call for a really cool speaking engagement. I get up my, out of my chair to go tell Wendy, and I start crying because I'm grieving over lo- losing yes, or leaving. Yes. Gwinnett Church and the community I helped found. Yes. I said, am I losing my mind? You know, because in one moment I'm crying and one moment I'm happy. And he yep. goes, well, emotionally healthy people can hold joy and sorrow at the same time. Yeah. And so leaving creates a lot of joy and a lot of sorrow. Yes. And I want, I actually want the sorrow part because if you leave and there's no sorrow, mm-hmm. that means that you really didn't have a great experience, right? Yes. And so, yes. so I, that holding joy and sorrow at the same time. So being emotionally healthy is so important. But I think physical health just allows me to work off the stress, the yeah. the uncertainty. Because for me now, this is the first time in my life that I haven't gotten paid every two weeks, right? Yeah. I mean, it's oh, yeah. I, if it's if I don't go do something, you know, money doesn't come in, and so you can get really anxious about that. Mm-hmm. So you have to mm-hmm. figure that out. How do you figure out recurring revenue? How do you how do you do yeah. all this? But the other thing that Bob to- told me early on is don't fill up your calendar. You're gonna you're gonna feel the pressure to do that. Yes create some white space for you to let opportunities come let the right opportunities come in and then you work on your emotional heart at the same time hey friends just interrupting one more time to tell you about another amazing partner neutrophil okay can i let you in on a little something personal this is a real situation that takes place when i wash my hair to save the drain from all that shedding Tell me it's not just me. Well, I know it's not because 30 million women are impacted by weakened or thinning hair. It is so many of us. Thankfully, there is a solution we can trust to deliver results. Thousands of women, including me, have taken back control of their hair with Nutrafol. So many of them, and I say, it's helped restore not only their hair's health, but also their confidence. I love that. Nutrafol offers two targeted formulas for women that are clinically shown to improve hair growth and thickness with less shedding through all stages of life. Nutrafol supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting the five root causes of thinning. Are you ready? Count with me. Stress 
Check. Hormones, we have them. Environment, we live in one. Nutrition, yes, we're eating. Metabolism, yes. We all deal with this stuff, right? In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after six months. More than 1,500 top doctors recommend Nutrafol as an effective and high-quality solution for healthier hair. And as the powerful ingredients bring your body back into balance, you also may notice improvements to your overall well-being, like more restful sleep and less stress and better skin and nails. Okay, interested. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering the promo code TSF to save $15 off your first month subscription. This is their best price anywhere, and it is only available to U.S. customers for a limited time. Plus, free shipping on every order. Thank you, Nutrafol. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com. It's spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, and the promo code is TSF. And I've got one last incredible partner to share with you. Give directly. Have you ever received a gift that was obviously well-intentioned but didn't hit the mark? I know. Me too. I'll tell you mine. Um, when someone gifted me a journal, it was someone in my family, and the journal was not spiral-bound. I understand the talk, and I understand the thought behind it. It was not spiral-bound. Good intentions don't always lead to good gifts, but... There is a way we can do that. We want to keep our gifts to those in need staunchly in the actually helpful category, right? Well, Give Directly can help with that. See, people in poverty are the experts on their own lives and their own needs, and what they're missing is the funds to make sure they have those needs met. Not to mention that not all people in poverty have the same needs, so why send them the same things? Give Directly is a nonprofit that lets you send money directly to people living in poverty with no strings attached. In the last decade, Give Directly has delivered over 550 million dollars to over 1.2 million people across 11 countries. When you give cash, you entrust individuals to invest in what they need most instead of donors or aid organizations deciding for them. Hundreds of independent studies have shown direct giving can have a really positive impact on health and nutrition and income and education and more. Studies show giving money without strings attached can more than double incomes, increase school enrollment and entrepreneurship, decrease skipped meals, illness and depression, and cut domestic violence by one-third, all without decreasing hours worked or increasing spending on temptation goods like tobacco and alcohol. After you donate, Give Directly delivers your funds directly to someone living in poverty. Because they efficiently run the whole process from donations to delivery, about 90 cents of every dollar you donate goes directly to a person living in poverty, while the remaining 10 cents covers the cost of getting the money to them. We can end poverty in our lifetime. Direct giving is an efficient, proven, and empowering way to help. Visit givedirectly.org slash sounds fun, and your donation will be matched up to $500. That's very cool. Go to givedirectly.org slash sounds fun. And now back to finish up our conversation with Jeff. I'm thinking about our friends who are principals of schools or bosses of companies like me and thinking, man, a very scary thing to do, (laughs) but a very beautiful thing to do is put one of these in every staff member's hands. Just let them start processing through who they are with you and even what to do next could be within the same company. Absolutely. Well, David Farmer is a great friend of mine. He he's worked at Chick-fil-A for 30 years. So David's not leaving Chick-fil-A. He'll retire there, but he's had so many different roles because Uh he's just grown. And David has this great quote that I put in the book. If you're the same person six months from now, as you are today, you're falling behind. Wow. And so to me, what to do next is you can stay within the same company, but we want you to grow. I, and I actually think 
a, a boss or somebody that does that says, hey, I value you more than I value you is just working for yes. this company. Yes. And I think that's what that's the kind of person people are wanting to look uh, work for. Yes. I even on our team, Ashley Warren who is just an absolute all-star came on to and she started like helping me with some of my scripting for podcast advertising and traveling with me. And then she moved into my COO and now she is over we call her the people person because she doesn't like HR, but she is the HR the people person for the over the umbrella of our three companies. Like she hasn't moved offices, but she's changed jobs four times in a couple of years. And so her what to do next, she is always setting herself up for growth, hopefully within the same company. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's not to say that, you know, you it's happening all the time, but but a consistent growth pattern of what is my what is my growth pattern and how am I growing and, and how can I position myself for what to do next? If you have another opportunity and you tap Ashley to go, hey, I need you to to do this now. She's yes. grown to the point where like, oh, she can she can handle yes. this. So then I think about pastors and leaders and principals and all the people who are running companies where people that they love leave. Like how how to help my heart because I watch people who used to be on staff at my church leave and go to another church as they should because they are you know moving on and and it hurts my feelings and i'm not even kevin queen i'm just like (laughs) a person who goes to cross point it hurts my feelings and so as talk to me about how when we pass this out to everybody and somebody takes us up on this how do we not get hurt when their next thing is away from us it's so hard i've been there and you know it's it's especially difficult in church world because when when someone from your church goes to another church, the other church will say, "Jeff, thanks. You know, we're we're all one big church, right?" We're, <laughs> Gross, we're, right? <laughs> it's so easy for you to say that, right? That's right. Well, let me take that person back. Yeah, see if you're you get know, tradesies. Right, send send right. one of yours over, right. Red Rover. So I think we have to be careful. Anytime I hear leaders say, uh, "These are my people. This is my team," uh, uh, the the warning lights on the dashboard mm. because they're not. Your I feel people. that when you, when work people talk about our family. Right, like we're a family. I'm like, ooh, we are not. We, we're we can love each other so deep, but families don't get to excommunicate each other from right, seeing right, each other right, every day. Right, right. Like you do with work. So when it comes to work, I have to under one of the things. And I shared this both at the Buckhead Church season and Gwinnett Church season. I, I shared with the staff. I feel like I'm going to stand before God someday and give an account of how I stewarded your time here. Yes. And I want it to be great. I hope you look back and say this is the best time I'd ever had. I learned more. Jeff challenged me, yep. encouraged me. Better when they leave than when they got to right. us. Oh, but I when you're so. when you're gone, that you're not my person, and you're you. I don't I don't own you, and right. you know. And anytime I start seeing a leader throw around the word loyalty, and you're not loyal to me, I, I get a little hesitant about that. Yeah. So now, it still hurts. It's, yeah. I mean, oh, and. Uh, you're leaving me. So I, I never got, I, it always took me time, a little time from people would leave our church. I remember Mark, hearing Mark Batterson say, you never you never get used to people leaving your church. Yeah. Right? Because it's something personal, right? Yeah. So when someone leaves the staff, it's even more personal. And if yeah. they go down to, to the church down the road, that's even more like, yes. what, what? Yes. Oh, you broke up with <laughs> us. And, you know, you know, so all of that. But I think all of that is a great opportunity for the Lord to do some heart work to go, Jeff, why are you really in this? Yes. Why are you really that's in this? It. Are you in this for you or are you in this for them? And uh, so you have to you have to take the high road and you have to applaud them. And, and you know, 
staff departures can be tricky depending on the situation, right? Yeah. Some you can be really honest about, hey, they're actually going down the road, and some you can't. So there's all of those dynamics that yes. are so complicated. And it gets even more complicated in the church setting because not only do they work here, but are they going to attend church here? So all of that is just so complicated. So that's why it's a real heart issue. But to go, you know, this really hurts. But to have somebody that you can process this with, that's why my personal advisory board was so helpful because I could process stuff like this that I wouldn't process publicly. you got to have somewhere that you can vent and say these things that just want to come out of you and just that really hurts i can't believe they would leave and oh my goodness but then you work through it and you take the high road yes Uh, john maxwell says the high road is a toll road but it's worth the price oh man so it it, you got to take the high road yeah well you talk about personal integrity when it comes to moving on to what's next why why does it matter if we don't have a secret life? Why does it matter if our sins are confessed to somebody who loves us? Why does it matter that our our spiritual health is in alignment before we go to the next thing as best we can do, of course? Yeah. Well, so I actually have three counselors now. So there's, there's the transition consultant. I have a mentor and a counselor. And then I have the personal advisory board. I just know where I will take me if left to my own devices. Yes. And, and it'll eventually catch up with you if you're not processing this and con- confessing and saying, hey, here's what I'm thinking, here's what I'm feeling, here's, here's mm-hmm. and just having a trusted voice. Now, you don't have to say, you sure, shouldn't say this to everyone, but you need to say it to someone. That's right. And who are the That's someone right. or someones that can really let you know and then have guardrails. I'm yes. really a big believer in guardrails. Yes. And okay, I'm not, I'm not even going to, I'm going to have so many guardrails that it prevents me from even getting over to mm-hmm. uh, a, a danger zone. Mm-hmm. And there, but there's just too much at stake. There's, there's, there's too much at stake for you not to have, uh, like, for example, John Woodall is, a, is another mentor of mine, and uh, he says when you say something out loud, it kind of loses half the power over it has over mm-hmm. you. So just go, hey, here's how I'm feeling. And so many times when you when when you said here's how I'm feeling, or back to our previous conversation, this person's leaving, and yeah. I, I'm so hurt. Yeah. And on the other side, for a person to go, me too, I would feel that way too. Oh, yeah. you mean I'm not yes. the only person yes. in the world that yes. has struggled with this? Yes. And so hearing another person on the other side of you going, I, I could understand that. I may not yeah. have been in that situation, but I could understand how you would yes, feel that way yes. is really so so helpful yeah um and i don't know why we feel like we have to hide as much i know mm-hmm. that you know there's a lot at stake if you, but because if you if you're vulnerable then you, you might think no one else will be vulnerable but what i've experienced is when you're vulnerable that gives people the permission to be vulnerable as well yes that john acuff quote of give the gift of going second Right. Yeah. Right. It's right. such a gift. Absolutely. When it comes to confession, something someone said to me, I hope I get this correct, said, everyone doesn't need to know everything, but someone should know everything. Right. Right. And so for me, there are two or three. I'm with you. And I love you talking about your advisory board because for those of us who aren't married yet, we don't have that first stop of like, here is the person. Right. Here. I don't have a Wendy that is my first stop where I say to him. Do you think about this? Mm -hmm. But I do have that next circle that I go, should I? Do you feel good about this? Is Mm -hmm. this the right? You know, even making the decision about how I'm going to handle my Fridays. I went to a couple of people and then came to my management team and said, here is what I think. What do you think? Yes. Game on. And for me, it just helps to have another person who I respect and admire say, this is what you should do. Even if you don't feel like doing it, Jeff, or you... You know, you do this. Yeah. Okay. You you told me to do this. I'm gonna because I trust you. I'm yep. moving this. Moving this. Like a Bob Lewis saying, "Don't fill up your calendar." Yep. Yep. Give your give some white space in your calendar. 
okay, I don't feel like I should do that, but because he's done and he was right. Yeah. So someone, someone listening is saying, okay, Annie and Jeff, well, I went to my advisory board and I know what's next and I feel I've got the money. I'm in emotionally healthy. I'm physically healthy. And my board said, no. What do you do with that? What do you do when the people you trust don't agree with what you want to do? I would get really specific on why. Ah, okay. So you say no as in, is it a no forever or is it a no for 90 days? It is a no for six months. What are you saying no to? Yes. Is it no to the timing? Is it no to I'm going to fail in this? Or is it a no for a larger reason? We don't think this or we don't. Yes. Because it's not like a king who's going to grant you or not grant you. Yes. So they're not saying no. (laughs) And And then then walking away. away. That's not helpful. Uh, right. I actually had the opposite of that. I had all four of these guys saying yes. And I'm like, really? Wait, what? What? You <laughs> what do you say yes to? <laughs> so they're like, you got to do this. And uh, and this was even when I when I was processing with a mentor when I was leaving Chick-fil-A. He was at Chick-fil-A's and, uh, and he said, uh, you know, presented the whole Buckhead Church thing. And I did. He goes, yep, you got to go. Yeah. And uh, I, I was hoping he would say, no. Yes. Did you know where Chick-fil-A's going? But he said, nope, you got to do this. Yes. But yeah, I would. if they say no, then I would get real specific on, okay, why Why are you saying no? Yeah. Is it a timing issue? Is it a gifting issue? It, what, what's, what's there? And then trying to get as specific about why they're saying no to that. I had the same thing when I was moving from Atlanta to Nashville that I told people hoping they would say no. And everybody was like, yeah, that sounds like it could be God. And I was like, no! No! <laughs> That's the, are you sure? You aren't hearing the Lord. (laughs) (laughs) And really, I've discovered, that's so great because I've discovered that we're usually the ones we have to convince the most. Uh, Yes, no question. I think, I mean, that's, I think that's one of the reasons we have to tell people when we're starting to dream is if you don't tell people when you're starting to dream and trust that no matter how the thing plays out, because you talk about dreams dying, no matter how the thing plays out, you have people you trust you can tell the pieces to, or if I wouldn't have ever said, I think I might move to Nashville to those people, I could have kept that to myself for the last 14 years <laughs> and still be teaching at Woodstock Elementary that I love and adore. <laughs> I could still be there because I never said out loud the first thing. Mm-hmm. It took me a long, I mean, so for you and I are professional speakers. It took me a long time to say those words out loud, mm-hmm. professional speaker, mm-hmm. because I, I feel like that's arrogant or whatever. Wow. Yeah. But and I, people will laugh if I say that. Yeah. But I, 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 you know, the the great thing about the season is is now allowed me to pursue a dream that I knew was in me years ago, but I was yes. just too, too hesitant to say it. Wow! And I was down in Orlando speaking at something a few weeks ago, and before I stepped up there, I thought, this is what I wanted to do. Yeah, you know, this is it. Yeah. And uh, but it took a long time and different roads to get there. Yes. And I'm not saying that to your earlier point. I'm not saying this is necessarily it. There could be something else. Yes. I don't know. Yes. But I want to keep growing and keep pursuing this. Yes. But but I was kind of, I just was so hesitant to say, I want to be a yes. professional speaker. Yeah. And I don't know why that is. Jeff, I am having this memory right now for the first time. I, well, not for the first time, but I, summer of 2005, maybe six, I was in Scotland helping lead a summer camp. And I had spoken that night. And I walked outside and I said, God, if you would ever make a way for this to be my job. Wow. And I was still teaching school. I hadn't written a book. I hadn't written anything. I just remember thinking, if there was ever a world where this could be the dr- this is the dream job. And that is that so important. Years ago. <laughs> this is so important, Annie, for your listeners to understand this point. Because so many of, whether it's speaking or whatever it may be, you think that in that moment when Annie went out and said, God, 
help me to be a speaker uh-huh. that she got an email two weeks later and that's then right. the rest is nope. history. No, no, no. It goes, so the fast track is slower than you think and yes. that's a good thing. Yes. Because what I discovered is there's so many ups and downs and struggles and dis- de- defeats and disappointments and ups and downs that make me a better communicator now yes. because I can relate more to the audience than I did when I was really younger. Yes. And so I think it's a really important point for, for us to say, when you walk out there in Scotland and go, God, will you do this? I think God said, yes. Now we got a pathway to get there. <laughs> he said, yeah, I'll call you in 20 years. <laughs> Well, and it's, I don't like this quote, but it's so true. And the reason I don't like it is because of my kids, because I don't want them to experience this. But, you know, it's a Chuck Swindoll quote. He's a pastor, and he says, yes. when God wants to use a person, he takes he or she and he crushes them first. That's and true. that crushing is so important. Now, the, the great thing about a crushing is sometimes God crushes us to prevent a larger crushing. That's right. This is why I back I like to your he always earlier, does. Absolutely. Yeah. Back to your earlier point about confession or diff- difficult situations. When you go through a crushing season and you go to a, con- to a counselor and go, hey, this is what I was feeling. Yes. That's a crushing, but it's, hey, that's a good crushing because it's preventing a larger crushing that's that can right. really that's right. bring the whole thing down. That's right. So anyway, back to the Scotland story that's so important for you. Because, I mean, I'd like to ask you, so you're at... You're in Scotland. You uh-huh. spoke. You felt that gifting. Yep. What What did you do with that? Like over the next year, did you just think about it? Yes, pray about I it. I thought about it. I think I taught once at our student ministry when the youth pastor was sick. Hmm. But I thought about it, and yeah. and I still. I mean, at the time, I taught high school Sunday school, and so I had opportunities to practice my gifting in a important but smaller audience way. And I kept teaching Sunday school. And then I think, I, I certainly didn't Google how do you become a professional speaker or anything mm-hmm. like that. I just thought, God, if, I, if God, if you could make a way for this to be my life. But I love the fact that you took advantage of the opportunities that came your way. Yes. So, for totally. example, my son Cole is interning at a church in Atlanta, and he's had a chance to preach three or four times in front of this uh, youth group. Yeah. And I've told him, hey, this is a rep. Yes. It's a rep. You got to get reps. He came yeah. home Sunday night. And I said, how'd it go? Well, I felt like this was good. I felt yeah. like it could have been done better. That's, t- by the way, that's every communicator story. <laughs> so that's right. great. But it's a rep. You're getting better yeah. and keep yeah. keep working hard on, yeah. on your craft, right? Yes. So I say all that to say part of this whole journey, part of it is if it seems like it's taking you longer than everyone else, it's because you don't know everyone else's real story. <laughs> that's right. That's exactly right. Man, Jeff, we could just do this forever. Uh, what to do next is the book. Is there anything we didn't say about that you want to make sure we say? Uh, yes, the reason your your quotes on the back is because it's going to help sell the book better. So. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. That is why I only endorse books that I read and really believe in. Well, I would say this. Um, I have a it's it's at my, at my website jeffanderson.com. It's a free assessment. It's called the Career Risk Assessment. Oh wow! And it gives you a red light, yellow light, or green light. Now, red light doesn't mean you failed, and a green light doesn't mean you need to leave. But it gives you an idea of where I am on the continuum. Wow! And. So even for those folks who would say, I'm not thinking about doing anything next, it's just helpful to give you a lay of the land. Yeah. Particularly for those that are married or in a relationship, you've got one person who's a, a like, they like risk and one person that likes security. Yes. This assessment gives them an opportunity to go, hey, look, here's the work we have to do. Wow. And uh, whether they do that or not, one of the things you have to do is define reality. Where am I? Mm. 
that allows you to go, okay, I now know where I am, yep. and now I know where I, I, I need to go. So, um, But also, my cell phone's in the book, so text me and let me know how I can help. That is really generous of you. And it is really your phone number, which it is. blows my mind. <laughs> Those of y'all who do that are just so generous and so available. So thank you for doing that. Okay, the last question we always ask, because the show is called That Sounds Fun, Jeff Henderson, tell me what sounds fun to you today. What sounds fun to me is what I'm doing. So... Jesse met me in town, Wendy and me in town, yeah. and uh, we went to a restaurant last night. Can can I say the name? Yeah, of, the of course. Restaurant? We'd love uh, for you to Bourbon Steak. Oh, isn't it great at the JW Marriott? Yes, so, it's so good. So, and then um, being in Nashville, uh, coming to see you. That sound and, and being with Jesse. That yeah. sounds fun. Yeah. Well, thank and you. Wendy. I feel the same. I just need y'all to like buy a place here. You just need like <laughs> you're you're spending too much time to keep staying in hotels. Oh my goodness, Nashville is growing. I mean, I was at this hotel this morning and looking at this all these two big cranes outside yeah. this hotel yeah y'all are blowing up over that's here that's right i keep saying that cranes are signs of revival for our town because mm-hmm. somebody a hundred years ago prayed that god would grow nashville and he's answering they just didn't say fill the downtown with cranes <laughs> <laughs> well and i am so grateful that the lord has positioned you here and so many and your team here it's really fun to see what's happening so I'm, I'm cheering you on oh i believe it and I, it means a lot to me thank you Oh, you guys, isn't he just the best? Jeff Henderson for president of everything, of the world. Can we? Can we just make him president of the world? Hey, be sure to get your copy of What to Do Next and get like eight copies. Just get a few to have on deck whenever someone says, I'm thinking about moving or I'm thinking about getting a new job or do you think I should stay at this position I'm in? Yeah have a book ready have a book ready to hand them what to do next is the title and make sure you're following jeff on social media tell him thank you so much for being on the show again hey don't forget to get in our big group of chase the funners just sign up at the link in the show notes if you need anything else from me you know i'm embarrassingly easy to find it's just true i am annie f downs on instagram twitter facebook all the places you may need me except tiktok that's how you can find me and i think that's it for me today friends go out or stay home and do something that sounds fun to you i will do the same Today, what sounds fun to me is going swimming. I just haven't been swimming in a couple of weeks, and I would love to cool off. So that's what that sounds fun to me. I hope some of y'all are getting some time in the pool this week. Y'all have a great week, and we'll see you back here tomorrow with a little drop-in surprise. Yes, tomorrow. And then we'll also be here on Thursday with the lovely and brilliant Deborah Lou. See you guys tomorrow.